for those just starting out, to those who built their reputation. In the detail industry, navigating the course is a daily grind. This is Play by Play, with industry professionals tackling topics and offering tips to help improve your game plan. Now, here's your Play by Play. Man, we're kicking off a cool series. Heck yeah, man. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Man, it's Friday. We just celebrate. It, we do need to celebrate. We had a long weekend last weekend at our boat show. We had our IGL guys down supporting us. We had uh, Detail Bill. Billy. Man, we had a few other detailers come up and see us, and it was awesome. It was so cool doing our podcast um, with uh, Billy Boggess and his wife out by the battleship. But today's a new day. That's right. We're kicking off our Industry Influencer Series. And what that means is we think that we wanted to do a show or a series that shows these guys that are making impacts in our industry, that really are doing something big, positive. That's right. And Because uh, that's what we want to focus on. And so we picked a good one. We picked a good one today, and that's Jason Bruno. He's the creator of the Pain Assassin's Den. And that is a uh, – it's a um, a Facebook group. That's right. That they use to um, kind of – you can go in there to get help. You know, a lot of these groups – you know, look, it's hard to get help. Toxic? Yeah, it's toxic. Yeah. It's toxic. And we always, uh, you know, we always hate to see that. We know that our group is, um, is, is the opposite of that, and his is too. Excuse me one second. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, that's the, yeah, definitely one of the good things about those groups that you can find little gems in there that you know that you can actually ask a question, get realistic you know answers, and not feel like an idiot. Right, you know, and that's what it's all about. You know, he's such a great guy. I spent a lot of time with him down at Mobile Tech, and uh, matter of fact, I, I know he's probably going to want to not going to want to talk about me beating him at spades. <laughs> Y'all played spades all night. We you? played a lot of spades, <laughs> but man, and he's he's a cool guy with a great story. And, uh, you know, can't wait to have him on. Yeah, he's a great guy, man, bringing positivity to the community. He is. And uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. So um, today we, uh, we've got our Hacker Hack. Of course, you know, that's my yeah. favorite uh, yeah. segment, and I'm doing things a little bit different. Really? Right? Yes, sir. So there are a lot of things that detailers do uh, that may make them a hack. Okay. But, okay. Don't, but, you know, they might not know it. So sure. what we're going to do is give you some hacky, actually, some, some things that make detailers a little bit hacky. So what you're saying is we all probably do something. Thing at some time or another, that's a hack, and that's we're going right. to call your ass out. On that's it. right. We're going to call it like it is. I'm looking forward to that um, because we've all had those hack moments, right? We've all done those things, and you know what? Let's face it. That's how we learn. Right. That's how we get better. But you may not know that you're hacking something up, so we're here to tell you. We're here to correct your ways. Um, before we get to that, though, listen, um, and it kind of turns into hacks, but we want to talk about as we're as we're talking about growing your detailing business and we want to use this platform to help you right. to build this thing you know more than just how to run a polisher we want to teach you how to run your business and we've talked about employees we've talked about you know subcontracting we talked about adding services we've talked about now now you know if you picture this now we've got your business up and running and you're and you're booming and going that's right okay well things happen when you get big like that and things happen that aren't always ideal. Sometimes you're going to miss a French fry under the seat. Right. Sometimes you're going to, uh, let's see, rep- put the sunglasses that were supposed to be in one car in another. I know this personally because this just happened the other day. Oh, wow. So situations happen that aren't ideal, and your customers are going to call you out on it. You're go- you know, things are going to happen. And it's not always about what happens. It's how you handle it after the fact. Well, Dustin, my mom, when I got her detail for Christmas, we uh-huh. used one of our guys, and uh, she called me up, and she goes, I, I can't find my glasses. And, really? and Yeah, she couldn't find her sunglasses, and I'm like, oh, no, there's no way. Right. This kid's the best. You know, as I call him up, and, and he goes, yeah, they're in the little sunglass holder on the top. Yeah. She didn't even know she had a sunglass holder yeah. up there. <laughs> we move things around. We yeah. put things in different places. And one thing that we've implemented um, here at our shop, in our check-in, and a lot of detailers do this. I was talking to Detail Billy about it uh, yesterday was um is to ask that all items be removed yep okay that's the first step into this and i know that we're kind of talking specifically about this one instance but if we're asking you to remove all items because if you think about it a hundred or two hundred or three hundred dollar detail if if a pair of classes come up missing you basically done that for free you've lost money on it. right so the liability of what you're you know what you're holding there mm-hmm. versus the cost of the detail they're, they're way offset so first of all, asking them to remove those items is a step in the right direction. I've actually helped people correct or, or fix up their um, reminder notification yeah. to include that, you know, that very message. Please remove all items from the vehicle. And, and Okay. 
and 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 you have and but let's let's fast forward a bit let's say that you do that or you don't do that mm-hmm. and they don't take their stuff out right and something happens or let's just say customer pulls up brand new you know his car's detailed and he notices a scratch that's there that he didn't notice was that he didn't know was there before but he thinks you did it right he thinks you did it and let's just say that you don't have the before pictures to prove it and you're in this really uncomfortable situation here's what you've got to do you can't lose this customer you can't lose respect from this customer over a little bit of a fix over a few hundred dollars okay you pay a lot more money in marketing at this chance you're now you're this big company Mm -hmm. then then you would be to fix this scratch so why would you let your pride step in the way to prove you're right make this customer unhappy rather than just fix the problem. And how far does that go outside of just that oh customer? Goodness. I mean, we're talking about make that customer happy. Their voice on Facebook is it's now, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a one of those, what is it called, a, a loud horn? What is that? Yeah, a bullhorn. Bullhorn, yeah. there and, we and go. Listen, they scream from the mountaintops when they're unhappy, and they whisper when they are. That's right. So listen, guys, I, you got to take care of these things. You take your pride, and you put it to the side. I'm not saying you let customers abuse you. Right. That's not the, that's not the thing. I mean, if you're right, you're right. But you've got to make it right. The thing is, the customer has to be happy at the end of the detail at all cost. That is, that's the like the quickest way to grow your business and keep people coming back more and more. So you got to, I like to call it eating the shit sandwich. <laughs> even right. if you know you're right. Even if you know that you told that customer you were not going to vacuum out the trunk. And then he shows up and he said, well, why didn't you vacuum out this trunk? You got to vacuum out that Dude, trunk. Go vacuum the trunk. All right. What is 15 minutes versus a customer that leaves here screaming at the top of his lungs how bad you suck because he charged him $300 you didn't vacuum out the trunk? He's going to forget the part where he told you not to go in the trunk. Right. And he's going to tell him that. So you have to leave your ego at the door whenever you walk in and just understand that this is your responsibility is to make that person happy. You do. But listen, the next step, okay, now you have this big company. You solved this problem. The next step is you go to your team and you say, how do we prevent this from happening again? How do we stop this? Because we can't do this all the time. Mm-hmm. If we spent fifteen an extra 15 minutes on every car that came in here just to keep the customers happy, we would go broke. Sure. So I go to my team. I say, okay, team, this is what happened. We fixed it. Of course we fixed it. Mm-hmm. That customer's happy. Of course that customer's happy. But where did we drop the ball? What can we do different to keep this from happening again? Yeah. And then we implement process that stops it or minimizes it. Right. It's going to happen again, yeah. but... We start to dial in on these things, and it's constant improvement. You never get to a point where you think this thing is running like a sewing machine, and I can just forget about it, and everything's going, because as soon as you do that, that's the next time something happens. Right. Always critiquing, always looking back. It's not that you're beating yourself up, but you're always wanting to just kind of fine-tune. It's like the race cars. Okay, NASCAR. Those guys all have the same cars. Mm -hmm. They all run around the same tracks, right? Yep. But they're not just throw that same engine in there and keep running. They're always tweaking little things to get better performance, to be more efficient. Mm -hmm. They're always fine-tuning that machine to make it better. Right. Your business is no different. So when you start to go through issues, when you start to have these little things, solve them for the customer. Don't let the customer know it's a big deal, okay? Handle those those issues behind the scenes with your team. Fix it in front of the customer with a smile, and then go to the drawing board and say, "What do I have to do different so I don't have to do this all the time?" Make it a learning, uh, a learning uh, That's right. moment. And another thing is, don't okay. One of your employees burns through the paint. Don't lose your mind, or don't lose your mind on that employee. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he breaks something in the in the uh, car, you know, a vent. Don't lose your mind on him. Don't make him feel less than because we all make mistakes. Let me tell you, if you lose your mind on him and it's a big deal, the next time he does it, he's hiding it. That's right. He's hiding it. Absolutely. He's scared. He don't want to be bitched at again. Nobody does, right? Right. So you tell him with confidence that things happen. Now, if it's blatant, if he took a baseball bat to clean the vents and he took a baseball (laughs) bat to do it, beat his ass with that baseball bat. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously – if something happens, don't rip them apart. Even if it's obvious to you, chances are he did not do it on purpose. He may have had something else on his mind. He may be dealing with something that you don't know about, he or she. Yeah. But let me tell you, if you if you give them the confidence that we're going to fix it, we're going to take care of it, and then we're going to figure out why it happened and how to prevent it from happening again, mm-hmm. 
that employee feels so much better. That customer knows that they can trust you, that you're going to do the right thing. Right. And these things are going to happen, man, as you're growing this business. And that's what we hope you're doing. Yeah. You know, the whole reason for doing this podcast is to keep building this industry up, professionalizing it, and teaching you guys how to go from the best polisher in the world to the, the best, best businessman in the world. Craig, I hope you're watching. I just did a, a walkthrough with a guy, and we uh-huh. were talking about that employees. He's got his first – he's got an employee, his, his only employee, but sure. he's been with him for four months, and he's just now ready to let him loose, but he's still Scared. just terrified, yeah, that, yeah. that he's going to mess up. Not, you know, Like I told him, he is. He's going to mess up. He's going to mess up. He's going to mess up. You get messed ready. up too. Absolutely. Right? You paid for it. Now you get to coach him up. Make sure he doesn't make as many mistakes as you made That's because right. he can learn from your mistakes, but it's going to happen. Oh, it's, ab- it, it's absolutely going to happen and just be prepared for it but you messed up too you know you're just the one that had to fix it well guess what you're going to have to fix their it's mistakes the fixing the mistake is what is the most important it's not going to ruin your re- no. reputation that somebody messes up that let, was his biggest worry was let uh, me tell you a horror story real quick i know we want to get jason bruno on here but i gotta tell you a horror story because this is when i first got started and uh we took on this boat it's actually a friend of mine he's a very good friend of mine now we took on this boat this guy uh had listed it for sale the customer wanted to come see the boat on sunday he asked me if I could detail the boat on Saturday. Now, get this. I just started detailing. I probably hadn't been detailing a year at this point. And we were we were already busy. I did not have time to do this boat. But I, I said, yeah, bring it to me anyways, right? I said, I'll get there early on Saturday morning. Me and my team will. And we'll knock this thing out. We'll help you out. This is a favor. Now, we all know what good deeds do. You know, they never go unpunished, right? <laughs> so I've had this boat come to my shop. We're cleaning the boat. I step up into the back of the boat, and it's a and it's a um, it's a cruiser boat that the that the um, the back lifts up where the engine's in. Mm-hmm. And my detailer was in the engine bay detailing, and the, the lid was lifted up like this, right? Big fiberglass lid. Well, they're supposed to have a hook, a chain on them. Well, right. he wanted. I stepped up. And he wanted to show me what he was doing, so he pushed up on it. And this thing probably weighed five hundred pounds, right? When he pushed up, it went way back past the point, and it ripped the whole back half of the boat off and landed on the ground. Holy shit. Okay, you probably never heard this story. Right? Never heard this story. Listen, this happened. Holy shit! This is Saturday. This boat's supposed to be showed on Sunday. It literally ripped the back fiberglass out of the boat. The the, the whole back of the boat's laying on the ground. How did there, there is how no did quick fix? fix. Look, everybody's looking around. <laughs> yeah. there, there is no quick fix. So you know. So here's the perfect example. Here's what happens. I call the guy. He's asleep. He works night shift. So I call his, his, wife, his wife answers. I said, uh, I need to talk to Nick. And by the way, these are good friends of mine, Nick and Kayla now. I said, uh, and I, we weren't friends at that time. Um, I said, Kayla, I said, I need to talk with, uh, with, with the owner of the boat, Nick. And she said, uh, he's asleep. I said, well, you may want to wake him up. <laughs> and, you know, he answered. And I'm like, uh, hey, sir. I said, we got an issue. He said, what is it? I said, uh, we were cleaning the back hatch on the boat. It, um, it fell off. And it's very damaged, and I don't think you're going to want to show this boat Sunday. Okay. And he said, well, what are we going to do about it? And he starts getting out. I said, listen, I said, the problem's already solved. I've already talked to the fiberglass guys. I've already talked to them. I've got this lined up already. I said, Monday, this boat goes to the shop and gets fixed. He said, well, what if it don't look the same? I said, if it doesn't look the same, I'll buy the boat. Okay. I'll buy the boat. As a matter of fact, if you want me to buy the boat right now, I'll buy the boat. This is how much I believe in me and what I'm going to do for you. I gave him that confidence, that peace of mind that it was already going to be fixed. I didn't present a problem without a solution. Right. I presented the problem, and I said, here's our solution. And I said, if you don't like that, here's, here's the next solution. And that's the that's where I was going, you know, what the will, like, that's where I was willing to go with So was that the first boat that you bought, or? No, I didn't buy the boat. <laughs> you didn't no, buy he the loved boat? it. Okay. And matter of fact, that customer still bought that boat from him. Wow. Uh, the next weekend, the, the, the Jelco guys did a great job repairing it. Nobody ever knew any difference. It was great. But big things can happen. Things can go wrong. And it's not about what happens. It's about how you handle them immediately after. You still can't. a customer. Still a customer. Still a great customer. A great friend now. Yes, he's wow. a great friend. I mean, we're going to be ceramic coating his new boat that he just bought the other day. We've done probably four or five. He buys boats and sells them and does things like that. Um, we've done all of his cars. Does he, he ever, a friend of does mine. he ever he give you a little, hey, make sure you all don't break time. it in half. All the time, dude. <laughs> and actually, actually, all right, so just for clarity, I'm sure he's watching. Just for clarity, he is a pain in my ass, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it. I would never let you forget so, that. So, guys, look, I, I want to get Jason on. I just want y'all to know that big things can happen, even in a company our size. I mean, back then we were small, but we still had the same problems. When we get, you know, right now we have things. Sunglasses seem to be a thing right now. Hey, so, guys, listen, Dustin, I know we're not supposed to do this. I know we're not supposed to do this, but today. We're going to talk about Bruno. But we're uh, going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. We oh, are. we're going to talk today, about Bruno. Today, baby. we're going to do it. Have to. 
<laughs> now that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so y'all pulled one over on me. I had no idea that was happening. <laughs> We're going to talk about him today, buddy. Man, you're looking good. What's going on? I appreciate it, man. It's good seeing you guys again. Man, you too. You too. Listen, uh, you know, I, 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 um, when I see you, all I can think about, and I, I know that you have a story here, but I, I just want you to remind everybody that I definitely beat you at spades. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was, it was, you probably did. I can't really remember much from that night. Why not, um, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> well, our good friend from IGL, Joel LaPalm, came down from Canada and brought some fantastic whiskey. He tried to kill him. us, <laughs> and uh, I drank. I drank a lot of that bottle with with our other good friend Marcus Parsley. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I, y'all got there before. I, 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 yeah, y'all got that there was a good I time. That I was, it. Listen, that was a good time, and you know, listen, I, I enjoy that. I always enjoy your company. We have a uh, great time, great conversations. But listen, I wanted to uh, get this thing started first of all by congratulating what you're doing for our detailing mm-hmm. industry. You're making a huge impact. And you're doing it in such a positive way. I love the your outreach. I love how you um, are, are willing to help new guys in the industry, you know, to not chastise them, not make them feel stupid or less than because we were all new at some point. And the platform that you're building is welcoming to everybody. It's not singling out like we're the best and you can only be here if you know X, Y, Z. It's like, hey, we're willing to deal with anybody. So when you started this, you know, the Assassin's Den, was that what you was that what were you trying to do? Was this like was that your mindset? So when I started the Pain Assassins, um, basically it's what it was based off of. I was like starting out uh, learning pain correction and everything like that, and I was in detailing groups. Uh, I'm not going to just mention their names, but I was in sure. in a good amount of detailing groups, and uh, I would get good feedback and, and and negative feedback from a lot of things, but. I kind of backed away from posting my own work because of the negative. And yep. then I saw other people also get a lot of negative feedback, but not really getting answers to their problems, but just right. getting, you know, shit for it, basically. Right. And um, I, I got tired of it. I was like, I want to learn, and I'm not going to learn in this this form, so I'm going to create my own thing and, and set the standard for that. And, and that's basically how Pain Assassins was born. Man, and, that, and that's awesome because... Anybody that's in any of these groups know that it's it can get rough at times for the newbies. I mean, it really it can get rough at times for people like that aren't new. Yeah, and just have a question, you know, and and uh, and and I don't I can't stand that. You know, I think to have a platform where you can go in there and ask questions, you know, I, I think it's fantastic. It's by far the most important. Before we get too deep into the pain assassins, then we're going to get there. Uh, we want to get a little backstory from you. I mean, we this is the first time we've had you on our podcast. Uh, thank you again for joining, sir. Uh, but. Yeah. You know, what I know about you is you spent 10 years in the military. All right? Yes, sir. Now, what was your position there, and uh, and where did you, like, well, what was your first station? So, uh, I was an infantryman, uh, 11 Bravo, till I die. Um, <laughs> basically, what an infantryman does is we fight the on the front lines. We do the dirty work, you know what I mean? So, it was... We called ourselves grunts, and that's exactly what it was. We did the grunt work for the the U.S. military. Um, my first duty station was Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh, that's where I started all my training. That's where I went to airborne school. So uh, I'd like to say I started my manhood in Fort Benning, Georgia. Yeah. Awesome. So that's that's where I started, and uh, it was it was a great it was a great experience because uh, I signed up just to be an infantryman. I had no aspirations on doing anything extra. You know, I just wanted to do what I needed to do and just do my time and pretty much get it over with. Right. Mm -hmm. But as I started learning more things, it just like captured me. I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more. And, uh, by the end of basic training, I had the highest PT score. Uh, I had the best, um, uh, shot in, 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 in a basic training company. And I was, uh, given the opportunity to go to airborne school. And I was always taught when you get an opportunity, no matter if you like it or not, you've got to take it because hey, it could right. never, it might never come again. So I had no idea what airborne school was. <laughs> you're not and afraid so of heights, like, yeah, you? Yeah, you're going to jump out of planes. And I, so as soon as they said that, I was like, dang, that sounds fun. So Ooh, um, a lot know. of good stuff came in right away just from putting in hard work. And I like to, you know, take that mentality into the detailing industry. Yeah, sure. So, well, first of all, thank you for your service. Yes. You know, um, you know, I, I know that um, 
for those of us that have never been in the military, I don't think we understand. You know, I don't think we understand what that takes and the things that you go through. I know that, you know, you have a story of injury as well there. Mm-hmm. And um, and and if you if you want to share that, I'd love to hear it. But um, and if not, you know, we'll just leave it at that. But I think that you know us civilians, we don't really understand. I'm a brat, Dustin. The, um, what does that mean? Uh, my oh, yeah, dad, dad was, was yeah, okay. Yeah, dad was military. Yeah, he retired military. Well, and and so my granddad was re- retired military for 38 years. Mm-hmm. And so, but but still, we don't know. We don't know what you guys go through. So, do you would you mind sh- to sharing the story where you had actually gotten injured? Sure. I mean, uh, I feel a lot. Look, so I'll, I'll put it out there. It took a while for me to talk about stuff like this. I've been through a lot of therapy and uh, a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. So if I do start tearing up, forgive me. Um, it is yeah. it is it is tough to talk about, but I can talk about it. So um, I was in a mounted vehicle. So uh, if anybody wants to look it up, it's um, the the Matt V vehicle. So M A T dash V. It's a pretty big vehicle it's very up armored and everything like that but it still can get hit and can get hit pretty damn good so when we got first first when we got into country we we got our vehicles and they had a flat hull so at the bottom of our vehicles it was flat and Mm -hmm. they started uh integrating the v-shaped hull so what they did we had to bring our vehicles to a bigger base and they just welded on a v-shaped hull at the bottom Mm -hmm. um so on on one of our patrols we were hit by an IED. I was the third vehicle in our patrol, and usually they like to hit the middle of our patrols. And seeing I was the third vehicle, it was the perfect vehicle because it stops the two in the front and the one in the back. Mm-hmm. So our vehicle got hit, and because of our V-shaped hulls, it kind of saved everybody's life. But wow. people got injured at the same time. It deflects the IED from the bottom. Sure. So <laughs> the way it was described to me when I came to was the vehicle uh, was on the, the IED was on like the uh, the right side of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So when it hit, it tipped our vehicle over. Um, so our driver ended up with a broken leg, concussion. He was knocked out. Um, our TC, which is our truck commander who sits in the passenger side, he was. I think he had like a broken arm. Mm-hmm. I was in the back. So my truck was special. We we didn't have a gunner. I was the gunner, but I was down below. So what we had was called the crow system. Mm-hmm. And that's like, literally, you have a screen in front of your seat, you have a joystick and a gun up top, and you literally can be <laughs> oh like, my gosh. you can you can pinpoint shots with any kind of machine gun you have. I had the Ma Deuce, which is the 50 cal. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had a bunch of uh, 50 cal ammo cans behind me because we didn't have a, a fourth person. It was just me and two other guys. So when the truck tipped over, all that stuff came loose, hit me. Oh, wow. All the ammo cans came down, crushed my hand, and we ended up getting shrapnel. I, I got shrapnel mm-hmm. uh, from the explosion. I don't know how. Like I said, I was knocked out. I woke up, and I was already in a chopper to, to the medics to get, oh, wow. you know, operated. Yeah. So when I, when I came to is when they told me what everything happened. Um, I made sure everybody was all right. Everybody, yeah, sure. everybody survived. So that, that's like a blessing in itself. Amen. Yeah. It, it, and I, and I, I actually got to meet the guy who created the V-shaped hole. Oh, <laughs> man. What a handshake that was, By right? Accident. Oh, no. How, how did you just run into the guy that created that? So I forget where well, I was like, I was talking to somebody and I, I really forget who it is. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him the story that I'm telling you guys. And he's like, man, I know the guy who, who did that in Kuwait, who started in Kuwait. I was like, no shit. He goes, you want to talk to him? I was like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank this okay. man. Hell yeah. So I got to meet him. I got to I got to talk to him. I thanked him. And it was a very, like, humbling experience to meet that man. I'm sure and I'm was. sure it was for him, too, because I don't think he probably gets that a lot to to, right. to, to meet to a, see. a soldier yeah, the... who who's impacted by his design. That's wow. awesome, man. My buddy Jimmy's got a, uh, you know, he he was there as well, and and he's got a pretty pretty nifty souvenir. It's his uh, his helmet with a piece of shrapnel just sticking out of it mm-hmm. from where you know ultimately the same thing happened um, with with him and his vehicle. So that's just yeah. I tell you, and that's when I say so, like us guys that that that's never been around 
don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, the sacrifice that you guys make. And, and when we say thank you for your, your service, you know, like we should really be thankful for what you guys have done and put in. So I'm, I'm curious. So after that, is that is that when you actually got out of the military? Did you leave thereafter or was that a discharge kind of thing or how does that work? No, I, I, I stayed like even when I healed up, um, like I was in a cast for about six, six to seven weeks. Mm-hmm. I was still in Afghanistan. I was yeah. just what we wow. call a father. See, I think you, I thought you. I thought they brought him home. Like I thought, once that happens, you come uh, on, on, on like severe injuries. Understood. Yeah, understood. Like you know things like that. But my mine wasn't as severe as to go home. And plus, I I opted to stay. You were going to leave. Yeah, yeah good for you. That's yeah, it's hard. I mean, yeah, that's leave. your brothers. You know, that's your family uh, there. And and... Even though I couldn't be on mission with them, I controlled everything from the talk. So what the talk is, mm-hmm. all our radios and communication between one another so that's what i did i just controlled the talk and i was talking to them and everything like that which also gave a good outlook on how other sides of the operation work sure so yep. and you were in all five? Like, yeah, I you got were into, five right I got no not right. when i was in afghanistan i was an e4 e4 right yeah my dad yeah. was a seven now what so what led you to leaving after you know, after all of that, I mean, what ended up? So my body, my body couldn't handle the rigorous job of being an infantryman and mm-hmm. everything like that. Uh, my body definitely took a toll after that, after that injury. Um, yeah. And I tried my hardest to stay right. And then so, I had my company commander come up to me one day, and he was like, "Listen, I know you're struggling. You know, even my PT score was uh, going down. Like it affected it to that mm-hmm. to that point. So." Uh, with my designation that I had with the military and everything like that, uh, mentally, it just wasn't good for me to progress in my career. Mm-hmm. So uh, they said, you know, you can change your MOS so you can get a medical discharge. And there was no way sure. I was going to do anything else than what I intended to do. Sure. Wow. So uh, I, I took a medical discharge. And that's a rare thing that happens. I want to make mm-hmm. that clear. That rarely yeah. happened in the yeah. military. But I had a good track record. Um, I was a good soldier. I was a good leader, and sure. and they, they 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 took care of me at the end. Good for them. Awesome. Good for them. So then you leave the military. You go straight into detailing, or is there anything in between? No, I I, uh, I was a correctional officer up in Boston, Massachusetts. Real? Oh um, man, wow. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I went from one extreme to the next. Right. No kidding. <laughs> and uh, it was it wasn't the most glorious job. Uh, I won't make it seem like it was. You basically just babysitting grown adults who make dumb decisions. Sure. Um, and it was stressful a lot, you know, especially coming from the background that I did. It was hard to um, kind of separate it because I, I, I have PTSD. Then I'm going to a workplace where you constantly have to look behind you and, <laughs> yeah. you know, stay the alert. Stress right? continued. Yeah. So that got brought home with me every single night. So it made everything at home horrible. Um, Can you imagine? It, it just wasn't a... a good atmosphere, right? So uh, I stuck with it, though, because, you know, I always like to stick with things until I can't. So sure. I moved down to Florida, and I decided I didn't want to be a correctional officer anymore because, one, the pay cut was drastic. Mm-hmm. About, I'm getting paid like $20 an hour up in Boston and then coming down and taking a $7 pay cut to deal oh, with the geez. same type of shit. Right. I yeah. wasn't going to do that. So, so what did, um, that's that was that, kind of the step. That's what to, led to detailing. Yeah. yeah, and and so listen, let's uh, you know that that's a uh, man. I tell you, that's a hell of a story, and 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 you know, kudos to you for coming through this thing and and being the person that you are. So taking it into detailing, because, you know, this was a detailing podcast, and That's we right. want to hear that, and, and we want to hear the great side of that. So so what was that deciding factor? Was there something that you did that just said, hey, detailing's for me, or just something you just tried out? How did How did that happen? So uh, coming with a medical discharge comes being a disabled vet. You get a mm-hmm. nice paycheck from the government every single month. So I wasn't hurting for anything. I felt like I've done everything I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. as far as the military went and as far as, you know, being a correctional officer went. Um, so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So one day I just saw that a, a car wash was hiring in my town and they were paying more than the correctional officer. Was. I'm like, <laughs> this crazy. is insane. It's insane. So like, oh, you know what? God. I can vacuum out a car, wash a few windows here and sure. there, whatever. Right? So I did it. 
and I instantly fell in love with it. I think it had a lot to do with what the military put into me as a soldier, you know, take care of your equipment, make sure everything is ni- nice and tidy. And I was about to you know, say, just see my bed. Yeah. <laughs> I still make it they, nice and tight. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you got to bounce they, a quarter off of it. The military embedded OCD into me. Like I wasn't OCD before them. And now I'm OCD a lot, on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it just fit. So uh, I didn't even know what detail he was at the time. Like I just, you know, a car wash, you bring a car through a tunnel, it gets cleaned, they vacuum it out and you're on your way. Sure. So I saw that they had a detailing bay. I was like, oh, what's that? I want to know what that's about. So I go down there and I'm learning from one of the old timers, you know, rotary buffer and all that stuff. Um, (laughs) Old school type shit. So I fell in love with that instantly, too, because obviously with detailing, it's more intricate, you know, than just going through a car wash. So I gravitated towards that and I just instantly got obsessed uh, anything i could learn i could learn um yeah. whether it was doing headlights buffing paint uh wet sanding um different tools everything of that nature and it was just the basic stuff it wasn't anything advanced or anything like that uh that came later on because i moved on from the car wash eventually and started working for actual detail shops um i did i worked for a couple of mobile guys learned mm-hmm. a lot about mobile detailing because yeah. i didn't even know that was a thing um <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then um, when I came to Tampa, uh, I started working for a business that was around for 30 years. And I developed a really good relationship with the owner. He taught me a lot um, from that's where paint correction came in from Mm -hmm. from that. He he told me what it was. And I was like, okay, well, that's something that I could definitely sink my teeth into because that's even more detailed. Meticulous. <laughs> right. It's more meticulous. Yeah. So that yep. sparks my interest. There's so many avenues that you can go with paint correction, right? right. There's so many different tools. There's so many different products that you could use. It's like it's endless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what gravitated me towards that. That's pretty awesome, man. And so that that and you just instantly fell in love with that and decided went from the car wash to fixing the car washes, you know, mistakes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, fixing the that's awesome, man. And so from from detailing, then comes the forum. Then comes okay, you know, you've gotten so much out of it. I guess the the need or the want to share that with others, is that where is that where like the uh the assassins den came from? Yeah, I mean I, I wanted Look, I was learning too, and and like I said, from seeing from other people getting shitted on for not knowing yeah. stuff, nice. I, I felt I felt like I I wanted to create a space where people could come and learn and not be criticized for Good something for that they don't know. Good for you. Because I feel like in this industry there needs to be more of that. There's a lot of people who train people, hold training events. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they do a great job at them. They actually give out good information. They're not there to be like, oh, well, you don't know how to do this. Well then right. you're stupid they, they shit on you yeah and, and in the in the forum side it's it's i i wouldn't even say 50 50 i'd say it's more 70 oh, 30 it's like dude, more it's, more negative than positive it's like vultures sitting around waiting on someone to say something wrong so they could get their input in to make them feel smarter there was a guy that yeah, asked a question <laughs> he said something about how do i make it the inside look you know like uh, leave a wet finish or whatever oh and the gosh. guy and oh literally gosh, can you the imagine? comment i said hey, just spit on it you know, yeah. it was literally one of the suggestions. Well, that's, and you know, that's how they, you know, how and I think these guys make themselves feel better by doing that. And, and it's the polar opposite of the way that I feel. And I know that's the way you feel is we want to help. Listen, we do nothing um, for our industry by by embarrassing the ones that, that are coming up or by not teaching. You know, we can only get better and grow if the people that are coming up behind us are learning and growing. We can't keep going this way if we're so so focused on you know, literally shitting on everybody behind us. That's right. And, and so that, I, I love the mindset there. I love, you know, everything about that. And so, you know, you talk about these other forums and how they em, embarrass, you know, y- y- these guys. Your your forum, your group is there to support. And then do you have to kind of k- keep your thumb on that? Do you have to keep check with the people's oh. responses and stuff? I mean, because it could happen, right? Yeah, I do. And it, it's happened in, in, in my group too, but I, mm-hmm. I run it. Yeah. I run it like how I would run my squad. Right. Like I had the perfect squad when I was in the military. I couldn't ask for a better squad. We all didn't know each other. 
but we all had one common goal and in order to reach that goal we all had to come together and put the bullshit aside mm -hmm. and that's wow. pretty much how i want to run it like i mean yeah we can have fun with each other joke around and everything like that but when it comes down down to helping somebody you better be there to help them be Got there to right. pick them up be there to pick them up if if they're feeling down Mm -hmm. Because you know we, we're all in this together. We need to we need to help each other. And That's there's, right. there's been times, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say like I'm perfect and I, I do yeah. this and that. There's been times where I've been there and I I see a question and I I, I got to shake my head at it, but then I snap back too and say you know what I've had that question before too. Let me help right. him. Yeah. What I love about the with your group and you know specifically is the fact that you celebrate and and bring you know uh, awareness to like people that are doing well. You do you know you give out awards. Um, <laughs> you know, small plug. We're actually going to be yeah yeah we're going to be uh, the sponsor. I guess is it the May um, detail or uh, yeah uh, the pink correction, correction of the month of for month. May. Heck yeah. yeah. So tell me what that is for those of you that for, for those of you that don't follow the group. Tell tell us what you do there. Okay, so um, I do paint correction of the month and reflection of the week, right? So that's more of a interactive thing for yeah. for for the group to say uh, interactive and and for people to you know get excited for something, um, and and it and it works. Like sure. people love it. Um, I do get some negative feedback from once in a while, but I embrace the negative feedback because sometimes that negative feedback could open up my eyes to something I haven't seen before. Sure. So I've done multiple ways of doing pain correction of the month, and I've got it down to the point where I have it at a good spot where I don't have to worry about getting negative feedback anymore or anything like that. So it was more of a trial and error since I started it back in 2018, I believe. Um, and, it, and, and it's evolved. Uh, you can see how people evolve with their skills with mm -hmm. what they post for that competition. It's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and, and you can see uh, a lot of these people who don't win, they don't get upset about it. No. It, I feel like it, it pushes them even more to get better. And the more they get better in return, they can be better for their clients. Right. So it, it's kind of like a a teaching thing but also a reward also at the end it's, it's motivating it pushes you along to be exactly. better and, and and i think it's awesome so you know you couldn't be doing all this without uh you know without having some experience yourself now you run your own shop as well right i used to i used, used to, to. I, reti I retired from full-time detailing okay, uh, back really in, wow uh, i want to say december of last year yeah, yeah, I think I, I felt like I remember a post about that. So well, I had a, I had a shop. I went I went uh, and partnered up with the guy that I was uh, working for that had the thirty year business. Mm -hmm. um, he just got a new three thousand square foot shop, and he wanted me to come aboard. I, I bought a part of the business, and just like in the military, my body just started not doing well mm -hmm. with the everyday detailing. Mm -hmm. And and um, you know, I know I'm not ashamed to admit it. I know I know my body better than anybody else, and I know when it's starting to break down. Sure. You know, I have experience with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I felt I felt it happening, and so I pretty much just sold my shares back to the owner. Wow. And uh, I also wanted to leave too because trying to balance the business and then the brand always didn't mesh. I would sure. always put one to the side and, and focus on the other instead of trying to do it better. I'm not the guy who is very uh, multitask when it comes yeah. to that. Um, so I want to grow the brand further. And in order for me to do that, I had to step away from actually full-time detailing. Mm -hmm. So, so, so you also, oh, I was going to say, so you also uh, join Alex. Now, are you the co-host on that show or are you just a, a regular uh, um, on there, the the details. Um, <laughs> yeah, I ahead. would I would consider myself a co-host on one of the segments he does. It's called the What's on Your Mind. We do it every Wednesday. Okay. Um, we usually pick a topic and bring a guest on that would fit that topic, and we just talk it out. That's awesome. It's awesome, man. I enjoy it a lot. And you guys got mm -hmm. a pretty big following. I mean, uh, I know that y'all are up there in the uh, the. I don't know if this is the rankings or whatever, but uh, listen, that's something that you got to talk to Alex about. I know nothing <laughs> about that. I don't. I don't care about the numbers as much as he does. He's the numbers guy. I'm just there to have fun and and. Well, and, we're definitely and, gonna have him on. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I have a question that's uh, that's not here, one that we've discussed. But who came up with that badass logo you guys have? <laughs> like, I mean, that is the oh, key. okay. Like, why can't right. we do so, something that cool? <laughs> we, me, and Alex have a lot of uh, a lot of sessions where we just brainstorm together, right? Yeah, we'll just talk on the phone for a couple hours and be like, "Yo, what do you what do you think about this?" Or what do you think about that? And uh, one day I was like, "Dude, we need you need to change the logo because it's your business logo, and you don't want your business logo and your detail logo to be the same. You want it separate, even though the name is the same. Kinda, you want the look to be different." He's like, "You know what? Yeah, you're right." So we brainstorm, and I'm like, "I forget. It was either me or him." Um, he's, I think it was him. He's like, I want to have headphones, but with like polishers. I was like, dude, yeah. that's brilliant. I said, that's <laughs> brilliant. So I like with my, you know, Photoshop skills, I was like putting it together. I was like, is this what you're looking, looking for? He's like, yeah. I said, all right, I got the perfect guy. So there's a little plug and a shout out to Dave Christensen uh, with six, uh, six speed design. He designed the Pain Assassin logo. He also designed the podcast logo. He did a phenomenal job. So if you guys have anything you want to get done, that's the guy to reach out to. Well, he awesome. yeah, he did a hell of a job for you guys. Uh, y'all should be very proud of that. And um, so, let's see here. So, you've you've retired from detailing. You've shoved all of it into this kind of uh, support mentor, growing the brand role. Um, what do you see? You know, your future in this in this industry. Where do you see yourself going from here? Um, ask that one more time. Sorry. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, uh, so you're growing this brand. You've, 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 you know, positioned yourself. You've gotten out of detailing, and now you're into this mentor, growing this group brand. Where do you see that going? Where do you want to see it in say three, five years from now? So, I, I set goals for myself, short term and long term. And the long term mm-hmm. goal for for painting assassins is I want it to be uh, a, a train. I want to have a training center. Nice. Uh, Love it. Love it. So that that is the, the long term goal, and and I am working towards it. It is getting there. Uh, I, I I think that and and being able to expand into other industries. So right now, obviously, we're in the detailing industry. I also you know want to get into the automotive painting side of the industry. I mean, we are paint assassins, right? Right. You know, either either you, you're you're laying down glass when you're spraying it, or you're you're cutting it up when you're when you're polishing. Yeah. So that is another big thing. I want to probably get that done in the next couple couple years. Awesome. We actually met each other down at a uh, training in uh, Miami. Yes, we did. First time I yeah, first time we got to meet and hang out, and I knew right away. I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna be kicking it with this dude for a while. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man, that was awesome. So um, you know, you've got you know you got these things going on. Uh, Guys that are listening in that maybe new, maybe starting out, you know. What what piece of advice would you give somebody that's just getting going that you know that needs that extra push? What kind of advice would you give them? Um, you got to know your worth and and educate yourself. Those are the two biggest things because what that what that what happens is like the more that you educate yourself, the more you can do and the more you can offer, and in return of that, you can charge your customers more. You know, you, mm-hmm. you can't really build, you can't grow your business if you can't grow yourself. That's right. So continue to grow yourself, learn That's new things so you can offer more things in your shop. And that way you can charge more for your clients. Like a lot of people always say, know your worth, know your worth. Well, that also goes to the people who don't know much. Like right. if you don't know much, you can't go out charging $2,000 for a paint correction job or anything like that. You educate yourself so you can do that. Man, that's I don't know how anybody else is going to come after you and give right. a better piece of how advice you, than that. Right there, yeah, it's going to be a rough one to follow. It is, it is, man. Listen, you you got big things going on. We're just so happy to be a part of. It. We're so happy to call you friend and 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 be able to communicate with you. I think that you know the impact that you're going to have, that you're already having, and that you're going to have on this industry is massive. And and you know we're going to do our best to make sure that it gets recognized on our platform. But guys that that don't know about it, where would they go find you? How do they hear? You know, how do they join the group? How do they hear you on your podcast? Give us some information on where people can find you. Okay, um, you can find me personally on Jason Bruno on um, 
Instagram and Facebook. Okay, hold on. Uh, so we're actually go- talking about Bruno. We got to talk about Bruno. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can uh, you can join the Pain Assassins group. Just search for Pain Assassins on Facebook. There are three questions that you have to answer. Um, I know that may be a pain in the ass, but that's a way for me to know or get to know the person who's joining the group. Like these these questions sure. are specific to get to know the people. Um, basically, it's just like how long have you been doing pain correction? How did you find about uh, the, uh, the Pain Assassins group? What do you wish to learn from the group? Or what do you want to gain, right? Those are just simple questions like that. Um, you can also follow and like the Pain Assassin Den Facebook page. That's where you can get all the information on the awards. Uh, I also started doing educational posts. Um, I also started Defect of the Month, which is a new segment for Pain Assassins. We talk about a certain defect, how you deal with it, Love what that. causes That's it, and everything like that. that. Uh, also, the merchandise is on there, too. I kind of promote that last, even though it's it's a thing, but, you know, it's not the main thing of Pain well, Assassins. We're here yeah, to you, educate. You provide the value. You provide the value, and people will support. Okay, so it's not right. always buy, buy, buy. It's let me show you, you know, how I can help you. And then, oh, by the way, if you want, if you like this, if you get something from it and you want to buy a shirt or buy some swag, go ahead. You know, so it's not always sell my stuff. It's let me show you how I can provide value to you. And if you and if you believe that and want to support that, here's how you do it. And I feel like yep. that's what you're doing right now with that uh, gorgeous hat you got on your head. That is one beautiful hat. Yeah, we didn't ask you beautiful hat. We didn't ask you to wear that. That's, no, that's, that's, yeah, no, that that's, wasn't solicited advertising. You wear that every day. I love it. I love that. I love that. I, I freak out if I can't find it. Yeah, you told me you lost it for a couple of days and was freaking out. <laughs> Had your so, wife looking all over for it. So we, uh, <laughs> we we've uncovered a lot here, and I want to make sure that you know that there, if there's anything else that you wanted to say or kind of get out. Um, I mean, we've unpacked a bunch in a short amount of time. But was there anything that you felt like you wanted to say or or, or that we didn't address that you wanted to get out there? Um. I think we covered a lot of things, like you we said. Did. <laughs> we, we really did. Yeah. I can talk about the yearly awards that we do, too. Um, yeah. that, that was a big thing that, that just came into fruition mm-hmm. in 2019. Um, I felt like I wanted to do more for the industry and, and shine a light on other people that really don't get the shine but deserve to. So, you know, sure. we have the Pain Assassin of the Year, um, the Breakout Assassin of the Year, and Distributor of the Year, which were three awards that I gave out the first yeah. of the year mm-hmm. and people loved it That's people big. loved the trophy people loved the, the what it represented so i grew it so i added on three more awards i added on marine assassins you know all the all the pain assassins that work on boats you know yeah. they deserve a lot of love too right. um, uh and and i wanted to to shine a light on the females in our industry because there's a there lot of go. badass females out there so there's a female assassin of the year too great nice. great and then I mean, one of my biggest favorite ones is because of how big we've grown in such a short amount of time is International Assassin of the Year. So I already wow. have a, a guy who represents uh, pain assassins in Scotland, so he takes over the whole UK and Europe, and then I have a guy up in Canada. That's so, amazing. That's sick. Yep. Well, listen, so that dude, you're doing big things. Like I said before, we're so happy to call you friend. Absolutely. So happy to have you on our podcast. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy day to come in here and tell your story and uh, talk with us. And, uh, man, listen, just can't wait to see what the future holds with all of us together. If you ever need anything, of course, us personally, we're here for you. Detail Bookie supports everything that you do as well. And, uh, man, we just want to see you grow. We want to see you get bigger and better, and we want to be any little piece or part of that that we can be. That's right, man. I and appreciate we'll definitely it. Man, I, I love I love hanging with you guys, dude. So hey, whenever we do as well. I gotta come up to Mobile. I gotta come, come on, up man. Come on, man. We'll take care of you. You come see us. Heck yeah. All right, bro. All take right, buddy. Easy, see buddy. you later, man. Have a good one. All right, man. What a cool guy. What a cool logo. This is gonna be awesome. We man. got All to right. get a better logo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the logo, man. No, they're just cool. I love our logo too. Yeah, I do. I always give us a hard time, you know. But uh, definitely was the third coolest guy in the room. Oh again. man, that dude um, is so cool. Yeah, it's literally this is gonna be a phenomenal uh, series. The listen, positivity. Yeah, but there's there's this one thing that's gonna happen today, and it's your favorite part of the show. What, what part of the show? 
What part of the show? Oh, that part. Right on time, Jessica. Thank you, uh, Jessica. As always. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. So we came across this thread from like 10 years ago. Okay. Right? And uh, we thought we'd give you guys some insight on what a true hack or a person doing sloppy or poor work looks like. What do they do? So, Dustin, why don't you give us the first thing that, ma- that could make you a hack detailer? Okay. Okay. This is always a good one. If you've ever applied tire dressing with a sprayer on a windy day or in front of a fan and didn't notice all the silicone specks on all over the paint, you, you might, might be a hack. hack. If you've cleaned the windows and neglected to clean the sunroof, rearview mirror, and vanity mirrors, you, you might, might be, be a hack. hack. If you've cleaned the engine with a strong degreaser and stained the paint on the fenders, you, you might, might be a hack. If you've burned the rubber trim on a car like a Lambo because you didn't tape them off, you, you might, might be a hack. hack. If you took a rotary buffer to a black car and delivered it to the customers with more swirls than a toilet bowl, <laughs> you, you might, might be a hack. If you've cleaned customers' interior and then they find cans and candy under the seats that a goldfish I see, you, you are might definitely be a, a hack. We could do this all day. That right there is a fun hacker hack. Um, and I let's mean, keep it going, guys. Give yeah. us some more. I mean, hey, drop it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, listen, this, this is fun. Right. You know, hacker hack. But listen, if you got some good ones, too. Like, seriously, you know, the white poster board. I know Joe Kimball showed that trick uh, on his Facebook, you know, identifying yep. the hot spots. It's always a good one because it's something that you don't expect. Um, taking emblems off with fishing line instead of, you know, the plastic razor. Those are really, really good hacks. And we want to help our detailers, fellow detailers that don't know some of these. Taking uh, the compound out of plastics with an eraser. Yeah. These are great, great hacks toothpaste to clean the headlights not so much so what listen, about what was the rainex uh, uh the apple oh apple, the apple? yeah apple they're on funny the listen they're funny they can be funny they can be cool they can be a true hack if you see somebody hacking up something really really good like right. uh i don't know um washing a car with a broom um <laughs> that's a hack okay. we want to talk about it but guys bring us some of those stuff in so we can talk about it so we can bring our attention to other detailers keep supporting our podcast listen we have a you know we have a great following it's so it's so crazy to me that we hear people all the time call in and say hey man i heard this on the podcast or i seen this on the podcast this group is growing this thing is growing and we want to keep bringing you absolutely awesome content that means something to you we want you to take something away from this listen we uh we have a lot to offer especially about growing your business and that's what we want to continue to talk about we want to continue on with our industry influencer series it's going to kick ass by the way right and you know who we got coming on next week i mean listen probably the nicest guy ever i mean he is definitely on a, a, a very short list of just people you know that I, I mean, I truly well, respect them, and, and literally, like this guy is. This guy's a very, very special friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. We worked in the same in market um, for a long time. We always helped each other out. I, I mean, he's truly a brother of yeah. mine. Uh, Drake Roberts. He's got this thing going. Detail you um, where he's he's helping others. He has a humongous YouTube following. He's definitely an influencer in our industry. He's an influencer in other people's lives. He has uh, hit you know his religion and his family comes first that's right and he and he lives by that and it's respected he dropped everything that he was doing to go follow his, his passion mission. into yep. ministry and uh now he's circling back into detailing and when i tell you he's a friend of mine i mean he's one of my best friends he's top three and uh he's special to me and i can't i'm, I, I'm so happy to have him on this podcast i know that it's going to be a great conversation it just don't forget guys if you don't catch it live on our facebook you can always catch it on spotify apple Podcasts, google and we always stream live on youtube but just remember these faces are much prettier in person than our voices sound. Listen, we'll bore you to death if it's just audio. You want to see this goofy shit go down, right? Ah, Listen, that's true. That's true. That's going to wrap it up for this uh, today's episode. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.